everybody. Welcome back to the Football First Podcast. I'm Tyler Ritzer alongside with Ryan Mack McDonald. What up? We have a long list of things to get into, so let's just dive right into it. Uh, the Thursday night football game this week was the Los Angeles Rams at the Seattle Seahawks in, at CenturyLink Field. So, pretty good game. I mean, uh, in, uh, Seahawks winning 30-29 to 29, uh, on a missed last-second field goal by Greg Zerline, um, who I thought, I, I mean, I watched most of the game, but for whatever reason, I was thinking he's been struggling because I, if I'm not mistaken, he kind of struggled last week, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, I think he's been struggling all year, hasn't he? Yeah. That he hasn't been the Zerline of, of the past or Legatron or whatever the hell they call him. Or, <laughs> I don't know what the hell they call him, but yeah, he hasn't been uh Zerline of the past and uh, he misses a last second. I think it was like a 49 yard field goal or 40, 44 yard field goal or something like that. Um, with like 11 seconds left and uh, that pretty much sealed the sealed their fate, but all in all a good game. Uh, did you get to watch the whole thing, Ryan? I got to watch, uh, I think I watched all the way to the, I believe the start of the fourth pretty much. I had to, I think it was ended up being like 10 30 or whatever here. So yeah. Yeah. I ended up having to go to bed, but I mean, I watched most of his, that was a hell of a game. Yeah. Um, not so much. It's kind of weird because you'd see when you hear the Los Angeles Rams for me anyways, Personally, when I hear Los Angeles Rams and Seattle Seahawks, I kind of immediately think of defense. However, this was not really a defensive game <laughs> as far yeah. as, you know, the 30 points from each team essentially scored. So, um, of course, last week, the Los Angeles Rams gave up 55 to Jameis Winston and the Bucks, which is <laughs> terrible. Um, Famous James. I, yeah, I, and I, yeah. And I have uh, the Rams Famous on my fantasy team. Oh, yeah, great. My, that's one of my favorites. My favorites of all time, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, joking of course uh yeah i had the rams defense on my fantasy football team but this week i decided not to play them because um i just i have russell wilson as my quarterback too and i'm like i just i just for whatever reason i think this is going to be a a pretty high scoring game it tends to be like a 24 28 game you know somewhere around there so i was like i'm just gonna keep them on the bench especially because i have a player going against that defense so it's like if one's doing well the other one's not doing well obviously so i didn't want to do that to myself um, and I ended up picking up, as we talked about earlier, uh, Tennessee's defense, and I'm playing them this week. So yeah, I'm actually rooting yeah. for your Titans this week. Um, so sure. pretty good call, I feel like, by me not playing the Rams defense because they only got negative or they got negative one points in my league. So and Russell wow. Wilson got me 29 points. So solid week from him. Um, I'll go ahead and run through the stats real quick. Russell Wilson went 17 for 23 with 268 yards and four touchdowns, no interceptions. No so deal. pretty damn good game from him. His QB rating was 151. So very high QB rating. I think at halftime it was one fifty eight. What's the perfect is a one is it one sixty or? I I think so. Something yeah. like that. It was like one fifty. It's like around one fifty eight. Yeah. I was like, good yeah. lord. Yeah, I mean, he only threw the ball twenty three times. That's crazy to me. He only threw the ball twenty three times. Yet they still or he still has two hundred sixty eight yards and four touchdowns. So eleven, almost twelve yards per throw, essentially uh, for Russell. And I mean that's for old Danger Russ. That's pretty. That's pretty damn good. I mean, and we'll get more on the topic later about how good we actually think Russell Wilson is. But we'll go to the other side real quick. Los Angeles uh, for for the Rams. Jared Goff, twenty nine of forty nine. He's been struggling this year. I feel like um, he had he was twenty nine of forty nine. He still almost had four hundred yards passing, but only one touchdown and one interception. So it's like they're driving really well, but as soon as they get in the red zone, they stall. Or as soon as they get something going they just seem to stall for whatever reason or or something happens penalties get the best of them 
So uh, I don't know what's what with Jared Goff this year, but because I know he's a decent quarterback, um, but this may be kind of pointing out that he may just be a system quarterback. And when he's asked to do more as far as throwing the ball, he can't exactly do it. But he did make some good throws last night. So, yeah, uh, it's, you know, I being a Tennessee fan, I feel like uh, I live this every year, but he's one of those hot and cold from week to week. And yes. then even in game to quarter to quarter, I mean, that first quarter, he was nothing was going on. And then really most of the second. And then he had that, I don't know if you remember, but the right before the half, they went down the field. And what was it like? less than 40 seconds and just scored like it was nobody no big deal yep and then yep. just ah yeah same way with marcus Mariota. he had mm-hmm. that first good week against the browns and then two straight weeks of i don't know who the hell that quarterback was and then he comes <laughs> out against atlanta granted atlanta's a i don't know what the hell is going on with that team they're a good team on paper and yes they are, they are. pathetic Yep, um, it's it's been pretty sad to watch like the demise of Matt Ryan, if you will, because he's been and I, I honestly I from Matt what Matt Ryan has been he's been an MVP in kind of the you know near or recent past. I mean, it was 2016. Yeah. I uh, looked up a little while back that was his MVP season. So it's not like he's been a bum for the last five six years. And you know, at one point at what at one point a few years a handful of years ago. The NFC South was the division to beat because they had a great Carolina Panthers team with a young Cam Newton that had, you know, wasn't injury prone. They had Drew Brees and the Saints. Um, they had, you know, and they were always good. Then they had the Atlanta Falcons, and yes, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were just a step, you know, a doormat, so to speak, for the for the division. But that was a very tough division, and now it just seems like the Panthers have kind of fallen apart. They're kind of riding their defense out right now, although Kyle Allen has been playing pretty well. Um, and then the Buccaneers are. I don't, I don't know what they are either because they're kind of a here and there kind of team. Um, Jameis Winston will throw four touchdowns one week. The next week he'll throw four picks. So, um, well, even and last then, week and put up 55 points, he still almost gave that game away with a pick at the end of the game. Yeah, Luckily, Indomitian exactly. Sue put it away. But, yeah, even though through, what, four or five touchdowns, almost lost the game still. I don't even know how yeah. you do that. So, I can't yeah, but imagine. I just – yeah, I just can't imagine. It, it's just it's just crazy seeing how far the the Falcons have fallen after their twenty eight to three blow blowing of a lead. I guess you know from the Patriots in the Super Bowl uh, in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. So since then they just haven't been the same. And they have all the pieces. They have a good running back. They have a well, pretty solid now. defense. Yeah, he's healthy and, now. The yeah. whole team is healthy, and they're yep. worse. And... They have one of the better receivers in the league. Yeah. I mean, I just I don't I don't want to say it's 100 percent Matt Ryan's fault because it's a team sport. But at some I mean, he has like, what, six picks now? I think I think he leads the NFL in picks right now as far already thrown, uh, if I'm not mistaken. If he doesn't lead it, I know he's up there. So um, I know last or actually, I think it was the week that uh, they played the Colts, which was week three, I believe. Uh, week three, he had already had six picks, I think, after he threw a pick uh, that during that game. Um, in the red zone, um, that was his sixth pick of the year, and that was game three. So I'm just – it's just amazing how far – or this just isn't the Matt Ryan we're used to seeing as far as, you know, a couple years ago. So it's just crazy to see how far they've fallen. But, uh, yeah, getting back into the Rams and Se- uh, Seahawks game, um, we'll we'll go to the rushing attack yards real quick. Seattle, Chris Carson uh, rushed 27 times. So it was a very run-heavy night for Seattle. Uh, 27 rushes for 118 yards. So he's kind of becoming that – 
I mean, he's obviously their RB1, but he's kind of putting his face on the map as far as, is he, you know, a, a, a great, or not a great, I'm sorry, but like a, a good, good NFL running back. But yeah. listening to some different podcasts and uh, talk shows and, or sports talk shows and stuff today, it's not that he's a great running back or he's a really good running back. He just fits that, what that scheme wants, you know, what they want to accomplish. He fits that really well. So, and I, I can buy into that a little bit. But, um, yeah, and then Todd Gurley, on the other hand, 15 carries for 51 yards. He still had two touchdowns, but those were also a 10-yarder and a, a two-yarder. So, I mean, he it's kind I of believe almost he walked. fumble as well. Yeah, he did. I, he did, you're right. Granted, I'm not going to say that you can't play Todd Gurley. That's, I'm not trying to get at that at all. But I do, and maybe it's partial because I'm a Texas fan, but uh, Longhorns. <laughs> but the backup, Malcolm Brown, I don't know. Usually when they give him the ball – and he gets going. He's a really good running back. And then they just mm-hmm. – because I thought about picking him up a couple of times in fantasy. But, I mean, they just completely neglect him at times. Mm-hmm. And I, for the life of me, don't know why, especially when you got Todd Gurley getting arthritis in his knees. And mm-hmm. you kind of want to save him a little bit and 50-something yeah. yards. I mean – Well, um, it goes back to, I guess, last year the year before when they just used the dog crap out of him. They – ran him, you know, probably dang near 20, 25 times a game all the time. And it gave him a lot of – he had probably caught eight passes a game. I mean, he just – he was a workhorse, and it's starting to catch up with him because he missed his last year in college for from injury, right? I mean, he, yeah. he like, tore his ACL or something yeah. in, uh, his last year at Georgia. So, you know, obviously he's he's prone to getting hurt, and they're still using the crap out of him. And, yes, he's a good running back. But I think he's finally, you know, he's already been paid, so they want to get as much out of him as they can. But he's starting to get, you know, kind of show himself for maybe he's not as good. Not saying he's a bad running back or he's overrated, but maybe he's not. We can't rely on him the same way we could two years ago or last year or whatever. He's starting he's to kind of work horse. Exactly. He's he's that down. He's trending down basically, um, and he'll still bust out. I'm sure for a couple really good games, but um, I just against a solid defense, I, I just don't see it happening. But uh, Russell Wilson, I mean, probably one of – got to be at least top five play of the year with that touchdown in the back of the end oh, zone. Oh, dude, that was zone, gorgeous. Tyler Lockett. I, I oh, mean, my gosh. And then, I mean, kudos obviously to Tyler Lockett with the catch. But, I mean, the, what was he – I think he was running to the left, wasn't he? Was he was running through? left and, yeah, turned his body all the way back. Like, he, he's throwing to his – uh, his non-throwing hand side. So he has to completely kind of face his shoulders the other way while he's still running out of bounds and throw that and just puts the most perfect touch on that ball. Yeah. And, I mean, just puts it exactly where it needs to be. If it's any higher, it's over. It, Lockett's not catching. If it's any lower, it's probably getting batted away or picked off. Like, it was just – I mean, he had a tiny window that he hit. It was crazy. unreal. Did you see the view from behind when when they're showing him running around? I didn't even know, like – it was kind of, I think I had the TV on mute or whatever because my son, but so I wasn't listening. So I thought that there was like another play. Anyway, they were showing it from behind. Tyler Lockett didn't even look open. And no, he was not. He just yeah, because there was another receiver right in front of him with a yeah. DB all over him. So like I said, there was a tiny, tiny window and somehow he hit it. So that, it was that deep I mean, ball to DK Metcalf. Same thing. I think it was kind of like throwing off the back of his foot or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was rolling out to the right, trying to get away. And granted, because we have AJ Brown, I think we got the better receiver from there. But I'm not. I'm still not big on DK Metcalf. He caught that ball. I don't like when receivers 
wide open, catch a ball with their chest, with their pads. Yeah, I don't like he, it either. Because that's not – got to catch up with your hands on that one. Yeah. And then, now, that like something like Cooper Cup's touchdown pass, I can understand that, trying to keep it in tight. Because so, if you catch that with your hands, someone comes through from right behind you and smokes your hands, that ball's coming out. Yeah. So – I mean, if yeah, you're on the line, like right, you're getting hugged, basically. Yes, kind of a, a catch, you know, with your chest or your into your into your chest. That's fine, but yeah, wide open like that, running down the field. That's when you see a lot of, uh, yeah, one. That's when you see a lot of balls go flying off the shoulder pad or bouncing right out of their chest because yeah. they just, yeah, I don't know. Reminds me of like John Ross when he first came in the league. He did a lot of that catching with his body. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just don't like it. Actually, Disley caught one. That hit his dang face, face mask. mask. Yeah. That was also a really good throw, by the way, from Russell Wilson. Yes. yes. But, uh, yeah, that thing, I didn't even realize it went off his face. I just thought it was like a perfectly placed ball. I mean, it was pretty da- – I mean, it was a near, like 99.9% perfectly placed ball. Um, but, yeah, it. I didn't realize it ricocheted off of his face mask and just fell into yeah. his hands. And he, that DB – or, the, I'm sorry, the linebacker almost – got that ball out because yeah. he swung his big hand in there and just barely missed it. He hit Disley's arm, but he still hang on, hung on to it, which I didn't realize that uh, Seattle had gotten him for blocking purposes only. And now he's just kind of morphed into a pretty darn good passing threat. So, um, yeah, he looks like the old, uh, um, what's his name that came from the saints. He's got the oh, Graham, number. Jimmy Graham. Yeah. I got the 88 yeah. out there, which those, yeah, it's, I, I don't know why, but those lime greens have just grown on me. I really like I them. love them. I love yeah. them. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I love the Thursday night uh, color rush games. Yeah. But, I mean, even like even like the – what was it, a couple years ago when it was the Rams and the uh, uh, Buccaneers, the ketchup and mustard game? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I still like it, man, just because that's something you don't see all the time, you know. So, it's just kind of something to switch it up a little bit. But, yeah, I like the full color, one color uniforms. It's pretty cool. But uh, So, let's get back on the Russell Wilson topic. As I told you before this, I'm hearing a lot of people say, maybe it's time for us to to finally, you know, say that Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, one of the better quarterbacks in the league. And we talked about this. We've been saying this for a long time. I don't understand how people have not been seeing that Russell Wilson is one of the better quarterbacks in the league because he has been the only, only constant in that yeah. team the past six, seven years, eight years. He's been in the league for eight years now. This is his eighth year, and he's been the only constant on that team since he got in. Yes, they yeah. had a great defense that outshined him and the, with the Legion of Boom for the first three years or four years, whatever it was that he was in with the Super Bowl and everything. Um, and then uh, as of late, it's been um, you know Pete Carroll. They're all, oh, it's Pete Carroll's offensive mind and everything. No, it's been Russell Wilson. He's been the only constant. Yes, Pete Carroll's been there the whole time, but – Russell Wilson is the guy that gets away. He's kind of like Aaron Rodgers. It's almost he's almost better when he's running away and trying to scramble and making plays happen. That's almost when he's his, at his best. So, yeah. I, I just I can't I can't believe people have not given Russell Wilson more credit for you know the past. Yeah, say what you want about their defense. Their defense has been great, but they don't win the they don't win a championship without Russell Wilson. It's not like right. what was the uh, the year with Denver and Peyton Manning, which. Yep. I'm sorry to talk about your boy like that, but I That's think okay. it's pretty well known. Peyton didn't do anything in those playoffs. That defense won it, but he did just enough. Russell Wilson won those for them. Yep. yep. Their defense obviously was great, but it, yeah, he's been phenomenal. Um, every time we talk about it, especially at work or with whoever, um, the only question is, is he the top tier? That's the only question. He's definitely mm-hmm. right there this whole time. Yeah, yes. I don't know who 
would ever even ask these questions and who still doesn't understand just obviously doesn't watch football. Yeah. Um, and it's just, he's been, I guess I can see a little bit of people not thinking he's one of the top five quarterbacks in the league just because he's not going to go out there and put up 350 yards every single, you know, he's not in a 100% pass offense, you know, like this pat, like this game last night, I mean, they rushed the ball 27 times. When do you get an MVP caliber quarterback that, you know, during games they rush the ball 27 times? I mean, you have to have a balanced attack. And, like, I think it's just because Matt Ryan, when he was – you think pass first when you see Matt Ryan. You think uh, pass first when you see Tom Brady. Or you think, like, Jared Goff, it's a passing offense. Yes, he has Todd Gurley, but a lot of times Todd Gurley catches out of the backfield. But when you hear Russell Wilson, you you don't really immediately go to pass. You're kind of like, well, he can scramble. He runs a little bit. He's a good running dual-threat quarterback. But when he runs, he opens up passing games more. But he's, like, one of the better dual-threat quarterbacks, whereas, like, Lamar Jackson – Dude can barely hit the broadside of a barn. Then you have, you know, Jameis Winston, who can't really run anymore. I mean, he can, but he's not what he was in college or his first year in. Cam Newton constantly getting hurt. Russell Wilson is smart, very, very smart. He knows when to get down. He knows when to throw the ball away or whatever, and he he's not going to take any stupid hits. So I feel like he's been an underrated quarterback. Um, I mean, he's been – everyone knows he's really good and says he's really good, but – they just haven't been giving him the credit. I feel like he's deserved for the past eight years. Um, so, uh, actually, speaking of which, his uh, alma mater there, Wisconsin, is freaking killer this year. They might be the best of the Big Ten. I'm not sure. Um, is but that saying anything? Eh, not this year. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, you're right. This year, probably not. Uh-huh. No. no, they do. Uh, they do look good. I like that running back, uh, Taylor. That running back is yeah. He's making the case for the Heisman already. So, um, he's pretty darn good. But. So we'll go ahead and switch gears here um, and then move to the next, I guess, uh, I don't know what to call it, I guess, uh, confrontational situation. Not necessarily confrontational, but just a, kind of a, a situation that's not very good up in uh, Minnesota right now. Minnesota. Stephon, yeah, Stephon Diggs, uh, Adam Thielen, and Kirk Cousins. <laughs> no one's happy with Kirk Cousins right now. <laughs> I would hate to be that guy. He gets paid bukus of money. And cannot hit a deep ball at all, as Adam Thielen says. You got to be able to hit the deep ball. So both of them are very frustrated and have made their frustrations known to the media. Um, what is your take? Well, especially guys. First off, it worried me when Adam Thielen came out and said something because he's a I believe a local guy. I think he went to like some small school in Minnesota. He, I think the only when he didn't get picked up uh, drafted, I think he only tried out for Minnesota. They he made it obviously. He's one of the best in the league right now, but absolutely loves Minnesota. And the fact that he came out expressing his concern with the quarterback, saying you got to throw it deep. Which Adam, I'm there with you as a Titans fan. We <laughs> Mariota doesn't throw it past five yards, so it's struggles real. But then when Stephon Diggs comes out, I mean, I haven't. I like Stephon Diggs. I absolutely love the guy playing playing the game. I've never heard him say anything since he's been in the league. And even now, you know, he's doing the cryptic stuff with the tweeting, and then uh, they asked him about it, and he said the rumors are true. That's all I'm going to say on that. That yeah. was pretty uh, – that's, that's never a good thing in the locker room. And then Kirk Cousins is just there. He, I mean – bless his heart uh mm-hmm. but yeah i mean he's i i 
I think he's one of the better guys as far as like personal guys in the league. He's just a great guy. You know, I feel like he's a pretty good leader as far as being positive and stuff, but <clears throat> he's just been struggling with, uh, you know, basically doing his job <laughs> for lack of a better term this year. Um, and I'm just looking at some stats here real quick. He only has 735 passing yards on the season so far, four games in 735 passing yards. It's not, not the greatest right now. So, yeah, um, this again, I, I this just coming from a Titans yeah. fan though, so that's still a lot to me, but I get it. Um, <laughs> they're really missing Pat Sherman though. Uh, you yeah, can definitely yeah. tell that that had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, quick, well, because they they when they got rid of him, he was their offensive coordinator last year, right? I think it was two years ago now. Maybe. Two years ago, okay, yeah, because they'd gotten rid of rid of their most recent OC because Zimmer wasn't happy that they were throwing the ball so much, you know. And then I'm sure that was leading, you know, probably because that was maybe leading to, uh, you know, a lot of three and outs or a lot of incompletions and stuff. And now that they're more of a run heavy attack, they can't get anything going still, so they're still pissed off. And it's just like, well, maybe it's because your quarterback can't actually throw. And I, I've always liked Kirk Cousins, but I mean, it's just that's just what it seems like right now is he can't exactly throw the ball very far or very well. But, uh, Oh, real quick, by the way, Marcus Mariota has 933 passing yards on the year so far. That's what I'm saying. So not much difference, not much difference. No, but still when Mariota is better, I kind of, no offense, but I kind of expect that kind of thing from Mariota. <laughs> but as far as when no, it comes I to think... Kirk Cousins, I expect him to be in the thousands so far, but he's not. Well, I think it was, what was it, our first or second game when, you know, Mariota had a really good game, but, it, like, if you looked at his stats at the end of the game, it only had, like, 150 yards passing. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's a typical typical day in the life of a Titans fan right there. Yeah, so, uh, but, yeah, Stephon Diggs, going back to what he said and how he's been frustrated, um, the media asked him about, his the rumors that are uh, surrounding him as far as wanting to be traded and or wanting to go somewhere else and he said something along the lines of uh you know like well you know i've been here for a long a while so you know i've been here for a few years in my opinion hinting that maybe it's time for him to move on and then he said there's truth to all all rumors so take that for you know for whatever you want to but uh, that's pretty much in my opinion him saying that yeah, I wouldn't mind getting traded. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but I don't think he's to yeah, the point which, where he's going to go asking for a trade just yet, but he's getting there. Which, again, I mean, I so. haven't heard a word from Stephon Diggs since he came in the league. So the fact that he's coming out and saying something, he's, and Adam Thielen, yes. I just, there's something going on there. And originally, I would think that it was more the OC than it is Kirk Cousins because I saw what Kirk Cousins was. And, the Redskins, which was a pretty good quarterback. I mean, I don't. He's not. I don't, I don't think he's worth the money, but there's very few that are. Mm-hmm. But um, he could definitely sling the ball a little bit. So I don't know what is going on mm-hmm. there. They got a healthy um, uh, Dalvin Cook for once. So I don't know. It's again, it's it's not as bad as the Falcons, but it's like what is going on with that team? I don't. I don't get it. Yep. And their defense isn't really even. They look good that first week or two, but they're meh. struggling they're again. There. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they did something similar to this last year. They started off decent and then just continued to kind of crap the bed, if you will, and and then ended up kind of finishing up pretty well because 
the year before that, when they made their uh, NFC Championship run, um, they were one of the better defenses in the league. And then, um, so last year they were a hot commodity as far as defense goes, but didn't really provide the points that everyone wanted them to provide, or they didn't provide the the results that everyone expected them to provide. And, uh, but they're, they, like you said, they seem to start off pretty solid this year, but now they're starting to go back downhill. So I don't, I don't know what's wrong with their defense or why they can't just be consistent, but, um, I, I yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know because I mean that division in general, is kind of a question mark for me because the lions, I don't really know what to say about them. They're good, but they're not, they're definitely a a middle of the pack to low level team. And then the Packers, they're only going to go as far as their defense will take them. In my opinion, because we all know what Aaron Rodgers can and can't, what he can do, what he's capable of. However, with Devontae Adams ruled out this week, I don't know how that's going to go. And then, uh, but their defense, the Packers defense had a very good opening night game against uh, uh, Chicago, but you know their defense is known to be not very good. And then the Bears, their offense is garbage, but their defense is really, really good. So you know it's it's just kind of a weird division, in my opinion, um, as far as who can win it or not. So yeah, um, you know I think that. I don't know why, but uh, the Lions are sneaky good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. I think they what they're what one two and one or yeah, yeah two one and one. Two one. Okay. Yeah, they yeah, had that uh, opening week tie. Yeah, that was the, that's right because they were both technically undefeated last week. I guess mm-hmm. um, with the tie, but yeah, and held you know Kansas City. <laughs> That element check, yeah, check. yeah. That's one thing, kind of going. You know, everybody wants to hate on Bill Belichick's disciples, but maybe, maybe if you give them a little bit of time, which let's be honest, in today's world, nobody gets no time. Nope. Which is one impressive thing about love or hate organizations like uh, the Redskins. You know, I think they should have moved on from Jay Gruden, but at least they, they you know, he has no reason right now to say they didn't give me a fair chance. That guy should have been gone a long time ago. There's a couple couple places like that. But, yeah, anyway, the Lions, I think, are sneaky good this year. Um, but my whole point in that was I, I don't know what to make of this division either. The Bears, who who the hell are they? I, yeah. Like I said, I think it's, it's, it's just like last year. The only reason they were, what, they finished like 10 and – or uh, were they 11 and 5 or 10 and 6 or something like that last year? Um the only reason they finished that well is because their defense won them some games. But your defense can't win you everything, and that clearly showed in the playoffs when they got bounced the very first game. So, um, I mean, your defense can keep each team under four, you know, 20 points, but if you keep a team under 20 points but you can't score 20 points, then, yeah. then you're in trouble. I mean, your defense is going to not really – it's kind of null and void. It's not going to do much for you. So, um, their defense is, like you said, it's it's great. It's elite. It's probably one of the better defenses, if not the best defense this year. It definitely was last year. So, um, I mean, it, but when Mitch Trubisky can't hit an open receiver or their running game because they got Tariq Cohen, who's tiny, <laughs> he, he can only run so hard. I mean, I just their offense can't produce. And it's they got to start giving the ball to David Montgomery. I dropped him in my fantasy league, so I'm sure that's going to happen yeah, soon. Yeah. But David Montgomery is that back. I, I know they want to hang on. Cohen and I think he's a good I just I don't know 
I don't know. I don't like the small receiver. I, you know, if you're going to catch the ball, that's great. But you got to be like Le'Veon Bell as far as you got to be able to run the ball. You got to be able to line up behind the quarterback and just run the ball when needed. I don't, I don't know. Like you said, he's a small guy. Yeah, you could split them out, but you know what's going to happen at that point. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, know. it's just. Yeah, I, I just. I don't believe in the Bears. I believe in their defense, but I just don't believe in the Bears as a team. Um, and I want the. So oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say we, we were talking about this in the shop the other day. Um, and then, I don't know the way you were explaining Chicago and everything. The way we've been talking about a lot more defenses than offenses. Is it like the return of the defense coming back, or is the offense just this bad? And not only that, are all these – granted, this is part of the culture we're in now, but we always have to deem people, you know, offensive gurus. Mm-hmm. You know, you got the Sean McVays and everybody who've had one good year. Sean McVay had one good year. Minnesota's offense had one good year. Um, Chicago had one good year, and we want to say Matt Nagy's an offensive genius. Mm-hmm. And yet all these defenses are stepping up, but I don't know if it's so much the defenses are that good or the offense is just getting that bad. Atlanta Falcons, another mm-hmm. one. I mean, what is going on around the league, which is, it's a recycle league, you know, a couple of years ago it was all offense, no defense. Now it seems like defense kind of making a comeback, mm-hmm. but how much of that is bad offense? Right. Um, and I, I agree with that. Uh, or I agree with, the question you're posing because uh, I just, it's hard to tell because there'll be times where, you know, you'll see uh, an offense of a certain team and the quarterback will like, well, like watching anything really Mitch Trubisky does. It's like he misses a throw and you're like, okay, look, man, you're going to have to hit one of those. Eventually you can't sit here and do this the whole time or you're going to find yourself out of the league. But then you'll have times where he shows spots of brightness and you're like, Oh, he's, you know, he's, he's coming along pretty nicely. But then the defenses have, been staying the same as far as the defense has, has been good. You know, the defenses have been good. The Bears defense is good. Uh, the Bills defense is okay. The Jets defense is actually decent. The Patriots defense is always good. The Titans have been pretty good on defense. The Colts are getting better defense for God's sake. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy how the league has turned around uh, as far as defense is getting better. But that is a good question you pose is, is it the offenses or the defenses? Because in my personal opinion, I think it's, a lot of offense getting worse because it just seems like there's a lot more quarterbacks that can't hit certain throws. Um, whereas, you know, back when Manning was still in it, they still had Aaron Rodgers, a, a younger Aaron Rodgers, a younger Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, and you know, a bunch of other quarterbacks, uh, Carson Palmer and those guys, they could, that could hit receive a lot of receivers. And it may just be because those guys were older and they were more veteran and there's a lot of young quarterbacks in the league right now. So, um, I don't know. I, I think I think it. In my personal opinion, I think it's more uh, offense is getting worse. So, and can my man Andy Reid not get some love because if anybody's offense is doing well, that dude. I mean, I know they got held in check last week against the Lions, but that's a good Lions. Team. Yeah, it is with a good defensive minded coach. But what Andy Reid's done in the last couple of years? I mean, granted, yes, you can give uh, obviously some love to Patrick Mahomes. The guy is just a stud mm-hmm. that makes the game look like he's I don't know playing with his buddies out in the yeah he, he yeah it's like he barely tries or something. or something yeah he's just hitting touch I mean it was funny I watched the game not last week the game before I forgot who they're playing maybe it was the Chargers or something or maybe that was the uh I think that was the uh Ravens 
But uh, it was Tony Romo and Al Michaels uh, commentating, which is the best. That's the best duo out there. Out there, yeah, hands down. But um, they get <laughs> they happened to be at about the fifty yard line and just got a penalty. It was third and fifteen, and Tony Romo, who we all know can call plays like no mm-hmm. other, he's like, oh, you know, probably just trying to get a couple yards, maybe get a field goal here. What does Patrick Mahomes do? Uh, lines up a shotgun, kind of rolls back a little bit, throws a 50-yard bomb on the money. They score a touchdown. Tony Romo laughs it off. It's like, well, I guess uh, as soon as they cross the 50, it's pretty much red zone for them. So <laughs> no other team would do this. But Yep. That's just yeah, it. So. And I think that kind of, like you said, you got to give Andy, Andy Reid a lot of the credit because he's the – He's the guy that's behind all this. And he's had really good teams pretty much everywhere he's went. I mean, when he was in Philly, he had really good teams. And then he had a couple bad years, uh, got let go, and they did him him real dirty. Um, But now he's building Kansas City back up. Because when he got there, Kansas City, if I remember correctly, Kansas City was not that great. Um, So, Well, and let's talk about the balls on him to get rid of. Alex Smith. Just let Alex (laughs) Smith walk. Yeah. Not knowing, I mean, he knew, but, you know, everybody now can look back and say, oh, that was an easy decision, Patrick Mahomes, but nobody was saying that at the time. everyone, including me, I personally thought, I was like, first off, I would probably just maybe just bench him, keep him as a backup for a year, because you never know, but no, Pat Mahomes came out on freaking fire, and he did exactly what Andy Reid thought he was going to do, so he was who he thought he was. Two years running, prolific offense, and... You got, and that's a night and day difference. So you can say that it's Patrick Mahomes, but at the same time, you're talking about two different quarterbacks that Andy Reid just had mm-hmm. taking those teams to the playoffs. So you got to give them credit. My man don't get enough credit for mm-hmm. being just a genius on the offensive. But yet again, let's go back to what we were saying earlier. You know, the younger guys, the Sean McVay's have one good season. All of a sudden, he's an offensive guru, yet we're sitting here wondering, who the hell Jared Goff is? Yeah. That offense really ain't scoring points. No. Um, so I mean, and then Matt Nagy, yeah, he had one great year, and look at him now, Pat Shermer. Actually, Pat Shermer's got something going on there. Um, I like I like the Daniel Jones pick. I didn't think that I was one of the few. Check my Facebook. I even said it when they drafted him. I thought they got a lot of hate for absolutely no reason. Um, granted. It's only a couple games, but we'll see. Um, but I think for the most part, I, I don't know. I, for whatever reason, we just want to deem people gurus of everything. Yeah. I, I haven't really proved anything. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I think just like you said earlier, it's a it's a very quick-to-judge league, and it's a very uh, – football has become very win now or you're gone. You don't get very – you don't get yeah. near as many chances as you, you know, usually get so uh, – or used to get. So it's just – I don't know. It's – it's kind of crappy, but going back to uh, different people, like you said, um, Daniel Jones actually playing pretty solid. Mason Rudolph has been playing decent um, for uh, the uh, Steelers. Yes, they, you know, their record. What are that? What are they right now? One and three. So you know, one win. But um, still, I mean, he's been he's been playing pretty well, and I've kind of said from the beginning that I think he's going to be. A pretty dang, a pretty dang good quarterback because uh, he's been able to learn behind Ben Roethlisberger, although he has been a, he has been learning inside of a uh, cancerous situation. Um, it's I don't yeah. think it's as bad anymore. The, the the team now that they have seem to have some level heads now that they've gotten the two uh, crybabies, if you will, or divas 
uh, out of there. So they still have Mike Tomlin though. So there's no telling if that locker room will still will go back to crap here sooner rather than later. But uh, yeah, it's just I, I still like Mason Rudolph, and I want to see what he does the rest of the year. But uh, yeah, well, only time will tell. I, that's the sad part. I hate it, but I don't mind the Steelers team. I like the play. I I, I want so bad for Juju Smith to do well, uh, especially James Conner. That's a great yes. story. But boy, it's hard to root for Mike mm-hmm. Tomlin. Plus, some of the the old Steelers fan base, old Juan Caban out there. <laughs> I know he's listening on the boat, uh, but yeah, I, I just, yeah, I, I, I like the team. You know, I don't mind Mason Rudolph. I watched him at uh, Oak yeah. State, you know, so. Yep. Yeah, I think he's going to get better as well. Um, kind of going back to, before I forget, I got a question for you. Going back to the coaches, your coach and my coach, both former mm-hmm. players, Love to do this, and I want to know your opinion on going for it on fourth down mm-hmm. all the yep. time. Last week, I don't know if you caught any of our game, we were up by, I think it was 17-10, 24-10, something like that, in the second quarter, I think it was. We were driving, we got down to like the 13. I mean, our offense was kind of moving, but it was like, you know, we're just putting it on them. We go for like a fourth and four, run a stupid play. Just a, I think it was a read option, or it was something ridiculous, and we didn't get it. But we were on like the, like I said, the fifteen. It was a chip shot field goal. Mm-hmm. Take the points. Yeah, that's. I'm all about going for yeah. it, but take the damn points. Yeah, I, I. That's what I usually say. It just depends on the situation. I mean, every situation is different. Uh, you know, because even if you're in the fourth quarter, going for it with your down by three, and there's you know nine minutes left on the clock, and you're on uh, the opposing thirty-seven against. You're down by seven, and you know you're on the, the four-yard line, and there's a minute left. That's completely different, you know. So it just depends on the situation. But yeah. last year, one of Frank Reich's first games, when we went for it against Texas on fourth down, and we were on like our own four, <laughs> our own like 40, 45. And we didn't get it, and there was still plenty of time left. And I'm like, "Are you kidding me, man?" Like, or no, it was overtime. That's what it was. It was overtime. We had the very first possession in overtime, and we went for it on our own 45 on fourth down. I'm like, "Dude, punt it, get it out of our end, our 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 end of the field, make them freaking at least go 80 yards." Like, you know, there's no telling if he'll put it within the one, but or somewhere closer. But I mean, get it out of there. But there's some time, you know, okay, here's how it happens. If he makes, if they convert fourth down and he looks like a genius and he's like, oh, the ball's on him and, you know, oh, that's awesome. He converted fourth down. Great. That's that's why he's a head coach because he's smart. Whereas if they don't get it and something bad happens, you're like, well, they shouldn't have went for it on fourth down. That's a stupid call. So it, it just depends on the situation. But, yeah, I, I like going for it on fourth down. But if you're within field goal range, take the damn points. I agree with you. What? My defense in that is multiple things. Uh, for one, they always say, especially I hear it all the time with Vrabel, you know, the players want to go for it. So, you know, I just think it would really get them going, well, okay, you're not a player anymore. Yeah. You're a coach. Me and you know, and other people know, being in the military, there's a lot of shit we would just like <laughs> yeah. to do. But especially, you know, as the 
more senior person in there but there's just times where you just got to bite the bullet and do the right thing because you're the mm-hmm. grown-up in the yep. group just take the day and my defense in that the whole point was guess who doesn't go for it on fourth a lot bill belichick he's had a pretty good career so i think instead of you know hey i'm gonna look good on this play if i make it how about you just do the smart thing it's gonna keep you around a little bit longer and again i'm all about the situation if it's the end of the game and you're you're not you're you're finally moving the ball but you just don't have the point then yeah go for it because obviously you're in a groove but i mean we've done it we're not even moving the ball but he just wants a first down for our you know for our uh confidence but we're not moving the ball so he just goes for it anyway and then it's just like what are you thinking I, I, I don't know. I am not. I, I used to. It's funny because you, you're always a fan until it starts happening to you. I am now almost against going for it on fourth right. unless it's the end of the game. And there's just. Yes, because if you don't get it, I think that's worse than if you do. Yeah. If that makes any sense. I think the outcome of not making it can be detrimental to your confidence, especially, again, coming from a Tides fan who rarely shows any kind of offense. I mean, when you're doing it, you're going we're going for it out of desperation just to get some juices flowing. But yeah, I had to bring that up because again, he went for it in the second quarter when we're up by it was at least a touchdown and a half if not two touchdowns. Made no sense. Take the 3, put us up by that much more. Like yeah. I, that's I definitely a situation understand. where I, I, I understand your frustration. That's, that's definitely a situation where I'd say you have to take the points because it's not like you're, you're, it's, you don't need a touchdown at that, at that time. You do not need one. It's not dire. And, yes, if you lose the game by three points later or a point later, you're like, oh, well, a touchdown would have won. No, you know, you can make your argument then. But you don't know. It's the second quarter. You do not need a touchdown at that time. But. I'm all about it being situational. If it's necessary, absolutely. But if it's not even remotely necessary, punt it, kick a field goal. Get rid of it because there's no need to try to win a game in the second quarter as far as, you know, that touchdown's not going to secure you. Hell, even if you did get it and then you get a touchdown, they could still come back and beat you. You never know. So I, I'm i more of a guy that likes to err on the side of caution or or play safe. So I would I definitely agree with you. Yeah. I just had to bring that up. We've been talking we we talk about it from time to time in the shop. Uh yeah, that and then I just your coach does it just as much as mine, so it's a perfect mm-hmm. conversation. Yeah. And yeah, yeah I'm yeah, yeah. I always use the well the players want an excuse and I yeah. Yeah, like you said, you're you're a boss now essentially. You gotta you gotta make the decision rather than leaving it up to your players just to be on good graces with your players. At some point you have to put your foot down and say, No, this is how it's gonna be. I know what I'm doing. I'm getting paid to coach you guys and make decisions like this. So, um, so we'll go ahead and move on real quick then to uh, another, I guess, uh, issue as far as frustration. The whole Jalen Ramsey situation um, down in Jacksonville Ooh. a couple years or a couple weeks ago, requesting a trade, telling the team he wants to be traded, and now he's going to be. He has a back injury that, and he has been ruled out for week five. Do you buy or sell that injury? Do you think it's a real injury or what? Absolutely not, because he <laughs> went. He did. He missed last game because he was um, watching the birth of his second daughter, I believe, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but that okay if he was doing that the last game then when did he hurt this back yeah yeah you know like <laughs> when did he play to hurt this back yeah i don't buy it i think that's probably his agent telling him to hold to out say that so yeah so that it doesn't look that bad on him where he's just sitting out yeah i mean he's um, he, he's a, a typical what a disappointing yeah he he's he's a typical star corner right now that's how they've all been as far as the really good ones i mean i guess richard sherman when he was at that point he talked a lot but he wasn't like a guy that demanded certain things and then eventually he did demand certain things and the seahawks released him or uh traded him or whatever they did but you know when like back when uh what's his face josh uh norman whenever he was really good he was talking all the smack and he wanted to get paid and everything and and that's kind of where Jalen Ramsey's at right now. It's going to be the same thing happens to him that happened to those other guys. He's going to want this money. He's going to want, or he's going to want to be traded because he's tired of being on Jacksonville. They're not a very good team, so he wants to be traded. He's going to get traded, and guess what? He's probably going to fall off the face of the earth. He's probably going to go somewhere like I don't know. He's not going to go to Washington because that's where. But that's a perfect example of somewhere that he could end up somewhere like yeah. that. That's just not there. He's just not that team is just not there. He's going to go to another team and struggle that struggles. And he's just going to be a another number essentially, and he's not going to be talked about very often. So I just I don't know. He's he's the uh, next diva corner, so to speak. I, I agree with the diva part, but I don't agree with. Uh, I wouldn't compare him to Norman. I think uh, I think he's top five cornerback in the league, mm-hmm. regardless of what team he's on. But. Um, I don't think he was ever happy really to go to Jackson. I mean, who that's true. The fuck is, but now, now that Minch, um, Minshew's down there, maybe it's a little different, but I, he said, what was it? Uh, right after that happened and they didn't trade him against us, um, that week, he said, you know, uh, it, cause shot Conwan said that he doesn't want to trade him. He liked them and all this. And he said he had no beef with the organization. It's I, him and Doug Marone, have obviously had a falling out, and somebody actually, your boy, um, uh, what's the name of the talk show host, Colin Cowherd said, uh, that he thinks Marone goes before Jalen, hmm. and I mean, I don't know, Minshew may be a savior, but mm-hmm. uh, to be honest, they they're not doing anything, you know, I guess. They're a couple of years removed from a pretty deep run, but I think that was just an incredible defensive yes. Yes. showing that year mm-hmm. more than anything. And he's not a, he's an offensive guy again, a quote unquote offensive guru. Who, I mean, he did take Blake Bortles, but let's be honest, that was another defense again defense led thing. But um, yeah, I think I would if it was me, I'm keeping Jalen over Doug Marone. I'm telling Doug to get the hell out. Of yeah, um, and what got me, what got me about the interaction with Doug Marone that second the week they, before they played us? If you watch that again, when Jalen was on the sideline sitting on the bench, and there was a guy beside him, I can't remember who it was. I don't think it was Boye, but uh, um, Doug Marone came over there and said something to him, and the guy sitting next to Jalen Ramsey like threw his cup down. And instead of like saying something to Ramsey, like "Hey, man, just calm down" or whatever, he's getting Doug Marone out of there. So Doug Marone was running his mouth apparently, and that's just not a 
again, you're a grown man. You're the boss. What the hell are yeah. you doing? Yeah. You know, just, let your star player do what he's going to do, but don't retaliate in front of everybody. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I talk, go, like you said, going to Gardner Minshew, I think he might be the savior of Doug Marone. I like Gardner Minshew, and this, when he came in, I was like, man, this dude looks like a badass. I, I, I hope he does well, and he has been doing well. Um, I hope he's not one of those do well for, you know, just a handful of weeks and then fall off the, the world. But, uh, yeah, I just don't – I don't know. I just – I don't know that things can be patched because Ramsey's wanted – he wants out. And I think if he can, if they do keep him, I mean, maybe he, it is just him and Marone not getting along. And if they got rid of Marone, he'd be okay. But um, I don't know. It just for right now, for it just sounds like he he wants out. It's as simple as that. He wants out, and he's not going to be happy unless he is out because he just wants somewhere new. Because he just they haven't had the luck, or they haven't been. They've been a very middle of the pack team, similar to like the Lions have been uh, middle of the pack to to lower level team. So. Um, I think he just wants a fresh start kind of thing. And he wants to go probably somewhere like Kansas City or somewhere where he knows he has a chance to win a Super Bowl. Um, I don't think he believes he has a chance there in Jacksonville. So, I don't know. Well, I was going to say he can come up here I, to Well, that's what I was actually about to say is uh, if – I mean, typically <laughs> players stay in the division, it seems like, a lot of times, you know. So, he very well – Well, he – I don't know. I don't know if he – I can't remember the story on him if he grew up. I know he went to school in Tennessee. So, he, that's he wanted to come to us in the beginning, especially because I think that year we had a top mm-hmm. ten pick. If I think we had the, I don't know, that wasn't Mariota year. I forgot who that. Maybe it was the Jack Conklin year when we had the top ten pick. But um, could have drafted him and we didn't. But uh, he's been wanting to come here. You know, he went on uh, busting with the boys, uh, old Taylor the Wands podcast, saying that uh, he wouldn't mind coming here. I think he did say here or Kansas City. No, here or. He said here or Vegas oh, yeah. because of the um, income tax, which they're not in Vegas yet. So we're the only one with those two choices with the no yeah. income tax. Um, I, like I said, I, 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 I wouldn't we'll be surprised him, if they he. We'll get Medora Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I'd say I think though if Jacksonville, like you said, they 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 like Ramsey and they want to hold on to him. So if they get rid of him, it's going to be for a hefty price, I'm sure. So it may be. I'll give him a Dory Jackson and a second round so? pick. You think they'd take that? that? I don't think they'd take that. I think yeah, that's something I'm expecting. <laughs> it's going to be another Khalil Mack type of trade. So um, they're not going to take anything but a couple first rounders. But, um, yeah. So, okay. Let's move on to the situation that we've been talking about on Facebook now. Vontez Burfick, <laughs> it got suspended for the rest of the year. He had to forfeit his 1.2 or whatever it was, million-dollar salary. Uh, for his hit on Jack Doyle in the game Sunday, who, which, by the way, real quick, I'll say I cannot believe we lost to the freaking Raiders. We just looked like crap. But, uh, yeah, I, you have been saying – you you do agree that it was a shitty hit, though, right? You just – you are your argument is just that the hit on uh, Josh Allen is not getting as much attention. So my initial, yeah, my initial response, my post was I posted the hit of, I forgot his name, Jones on Allen from the Patriots, um, that hit. And I said, if you're, why is everybody so mad about the perfect hit and not about this hit? Reason being, to me, 
I don't care about intent. This is football. I'm old school. I want people to rip people's heads off. You know, not yeah. not. I know Perfect is a dirty player, um, and I hate even saying that. I know that sounds stupid, but again, 15 years ago, Vontez Perfect is not a dirty player. It's just a new NFL. It's a softer NFL. Perfect has came out multiple times, multiple years after multiple suspensions, and said, "I know the game has changed." but I'm not changing yet. Teams keep picking him up. So is it really his Mm -hmm. fault or is it the team's fault? First off, second off, my whole point was if you're not mad about that hit on Josh Allen, but you are on Vontez perfect, then basically you just don't like perfect. And that's the end of it. Like you're not giving that a fair shot because that hit was way worse on Josh Allen. No matter how you look at it, no matter the intent, Jack Doyle is a, that scenario is way different. Josh Allen, I've watched it repeatedly, even though Penny says otherwise. Josh Allen was falling down. He, the play was pretty much done. He was getting tackled. He was past the fr- first down marker. I don't give a crap what bit Penny says. Um, and on the way down, the dude went helmet to helmet, laid him out. And not only that, after Josh Allen was sitting there, not moving, he started bragging. He started like looking at him, doing that, uh, you know, Flexing doing the muscle stuff. flex and thing. Yeah. So you're gonna tell me that that intent that intent wasn't there? I mean, it was obvious as soon as he hit him. So if you're not mad about the per- that hit, but you are about the perfect again, that mm-hmm. was my point. Was what you're? What are you mad at? You're just mad because you don't like perfect. You don't like the way he plays the game, and that's it. But 15 years ago, he's not a dirty player. That was my only point. And Josh Allen yeah. now is out. Main, you know that we don't even know. He may not be right at, anymore. Jack uh, Doyle, I think, is okay, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I don't think he has a concussion. I don't even think he entered the concussion oh. protocol. One more before you get in there, but the guy next to Perfect went for the same exact hit, and nobody has said anything about that guy. They he actually. I well, actually watched it multiple times. Yeah. He actually hit Jack Doyle's um, helmet and then hit Burfick's helmet once Burfick mm-hmm. hit. So, I mean, he went straight for it, too. Jack Doyle was planning on getting up, saw him, was like, oh, shit, I'm going to get back down. So they went low because he started to get up. And then when he went back down, I'm sure Burfick was like, all right, here we go, and then just mm-hmm. kept going with it. The other guy hit him in the helmet, too. Nobody gave a fuck. Yeah. Um so, real quick, before I get into my spiel, I will say uh, there I have some stats here on Burfick. He's been fined a total of 13 times for either unsportsmanlikes, basically something in the realm of unsportsmanlike, whether that be dirty hits, so quote-unquote dirty hits, uh, like stepping on people or kicking someone or something like that. Uh, 13 times, he's been suspended for a total of 22 games. And now that's including the rest of this season because he's obviously not coming back this season, so... 22 games uh, before this season, it was like 10, I think it was nine games or 10 games, something like that, but, uh, or uh, eight games. So, um, and then the rest of the season will be uh, 12 games, I guess. So yes, he's, he's been a notorious, I would, I don't want to say dirty because some of the pits he has had in the past were absolutely dirty. 
Now, I may change my stance a tiny bit from uh, Facebook uh, after hearing some of your arguments. But um, another funny, actually, real quick stat was had Burfick never played the Steelers, he would have saved $1.55 million in fines <clears throat> or, you know, forfeited money and stuff like that. So that's that's kind of a funny little fact. But uh, so, yeah, my first opinion and my initial opinion on his hit against Jack Doyle, I was like, that is absolutely leading with the helmet, helmet to helmet, textbook, can't happen. He needs to be ejected. But the only reason I feel like they suspended him for the rest of the year is because he is a repeat offender at stuff like this. And yes, you said he's never going to, he's told everyone he's never going to change and teams continue to pick him up because he's a good linebacker. But that's a textbook helmet to helmet. It could have ended a lot worse and it didn't. Luckily it didn't for Jack Doyle's sake, but that was a textbook helmet to helmet. And yes, the guy behind him did the pretty much the exact same thing, but he was not the first con- If he would have been the first contact, guarantee you he would have at least got flagged. Yes, he may not have been suspended for the rest of the year, but that's a, again, that's only because Vontez Burfecht is known for this kind of thing. They Every time he hits someone, people are looking for, was that a dirty hit? You know, Every time he makes a play like that or a big hit, everyone almost immediately assumes it's going to be a dirty hit. Um, whether it is or isn't, but then going back to the um, the the Josh uh, Josh Allen hit, this is where I think I disagree with you a little bit because yes, he flat out smoked him. His helmet hit his helmet, but if you watch that hit, he leads with his shoulder. He first off, he plants both of his feet, and he, actually, he did not pass the first down. He was not he because he hit him. He did not pass the first down. Um, but had he not hit him and just let him go, he would have passed the first down. So it saved them from getting a first down. But he stops, plants his feet, and just kind of turns his shoulder into him. And the side of his helmet does end up popping Josh Allen in the face or his helmet only because Allen leaned forward and kind of leaned for the first down. Whereas had he would, if he would have slid and something like that would have happened, absolutely, that's a dirty hit. That's like uh, Kiko Alonso and Joe Flacco a handful of years back. That you know that that's some, that's some dirty stuff, but my opinion on that hit was Jones. Yes, it was it was a hard hit, but I think that was a football hit. I don't think that that was a dirty hit compared to Jack. The only reason I think I think Burt Burfick's hit was kind of a dirty hit because he led with the crown of his helmet. He was literally looking at the ground when he did it. And like I said, even if uh, the other uh, Oakland Raider defender would have hit Doyle first. He did the exact same thing, so I would have called that a dirty hit too. And I'm even going to say that his hit right after Burfick was uh, was dirty because he looked like he had the intent to do the same thing. So, um, but yeah, going back to Josh Allen's hit, the only reason Josh Allen's hit is as bad or getting talked about as bad um, or being as bad is because he ended up getting a concussion from it, um, and he's going to be on concussion protocol, <clears throat> probably not playing this weekend. So, um, I don't know. I just, I just. I think that was a football hit. The Patriot or that whatever his name is, Jones, that was a football hit because he stopped, planted his feet. It's not like he like ran into him with the crown of his helmet like Burfecht did. So he just kind of turned his shoulder, made mainly contact with his shoulder. But that helmet, he had his face, his head kind of turned left. It just hit Allen in the perfect spot. And I think it only hit him in the perfect spot was because he was getting tackled and leaning forward. So I just, I don't know. I, I, it's it's a tough spot because yes it, they're trying to, the league's trying to protect players and it, it kind of sucks because it's the Patriots that did it and as we talked about on Facebook if that would have happened to Brady you best believe that that defender would have been out 
I guarantee it that defender would have been out. I don't so, know what you guys are looking at. I'm just rewatching this again. That is a helmet to helmet. That is strictly watch it again. That is okay, helmet to I'm, helmet. I'm gonna pull it up here he, real quick. He throws his shoulder, but that's just the motion he's at. He literally goes in with his helmet. You could see, especially from the back angle, there's like a back angle from Josh Allen's like right shoulder over his right shoulder kind of thing. And you could see strictly helmet to helmet. And he jumps into him, by the way, which could be considered targeting. So there's another thing. And not only that, look how long he holds that pose. He holds the pose and then he walks off and he's looking over at the sideline. So his intent was there. He was all hype about it. There is literally no difference in that perfect hit. And it looked like yeah. that's exactly what he was trying to do. And even, even okay, so I would agree with you guys if after he hit him, knocked him out cold, he was like, oh, oh snap. I did not mean to do that. But he didn't. He went and like pranced around, bragged about it. Penny wanted to talk about his teammate grabbed him like hey man calm down that's great but that was his teammate that was not him he was hype as hype as crap about it which yeah. again is the same intent perfect's doing perfect is it again we want to label him a dirty player he's an old school he wants to rip your head off since when since when in football is that a bad thing only in the last five years so yes he's a he's a dirty player now but he grew up old school so are we really going to say he's a dirty player? Like, that's all I'm saying. And if you're okay with this hit, again, let's let Tom Brady get this hit and see if everybody's just okay with it. And I'm telling you it's not. Not only yeah. that, that Jones kid would be suspended for at least one game had he done this to Brady. But mm -hmm. it was just Josh Allen, so nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I'm i watching it again. Uh, <clears throat> and I'm – I don't know. I just – the the only reason I'm I'm giving Jones a even slight little, slight little pass a little bit is just because he's trying to keep him from getting a first down and he's in a perfect situation to make a hit like that. Any football player in that situation is going to try to make a hit. Any football player. And the and, and the only reason I, I like I said I'm giving him a pass is because of he he's keep trying to keep him from getting a first down. Anybody in that situation that's ever played football loves to just loves highlight hits. And that's all he thought it was, was a highlight hit. He didn't, I don't think he, he was celebrating because he just, I, mean, I think he was only celebrating was because he just laid the freaking wood on, on, a, on the quarterback because he's leaning forward. Now, if Josh Allen slides, he he's not going to get, get that hit. And we only, we wouldn't even be talking about this, but the only reason I'm giving him a pass is because Allen's kind of leaning forward. And yes, you could say he's getting tackled, but like I said, he he did not get that first down because he hit him. Had he not hit him, he was going to get the first down. So, uh, or uh, you know, he, he would have probably gotten another two yards past the first down. But but why is it okay because he's in a position to stop him? What, what do you think? Okay, so why is Burfitt considered a dirty player? Explain that, man, because he wants to rip Jack Doyle's head off, no. which if, if Burfitt was on your team, that's what you would want, that aggression. Mm -hmm. like you you want people like that yeah I, the only reason i think he's a dirty player is because or i would even call him a dirty player was because of his history of this he's done many many dirty things before like not, not just this hit like this hit i wouldn't call this the dirtiest thing he's ever done he's done some really dirty stuff so that's the only reason i call him a dirty player i don't even know who this jones guy is i, I, don't, I don't know who that is at corner i'm not familiar with him 
Now, if he continues to do stuff like this, then absolutely, or get gain a reputation for doing stuff, kicking people and literally smoking people or hitting a defenseless receiver like Antonio like and Burfick hit Antonio Brown a handful of years back coming across the middle after the ball had been thrown by him. Like, I mean, it, Burfick, the only reason I'm calling him a dirty player is because he's had a past of 13 different incidents where he's been fined and suspended a handful of times. So it's, I just think he's a dirty player because he has that history of making really, really dirty plays and, uh, and doing shady shit, so to speak. Um, you know, like probably I'm sure he does some shady stuff whenever at the bottom of a pile or something. So, I mean, it's just, he has a, he has a he's a notoriously or has a notorious reputation for being a dirty player, but I don't know who this and I get guy that, is. But that- that's because in the last five, six years, this wouldn't be an issue and he wouldn't have all these fines and all this stuff built up had it been 10, 15 years ago when he was coming up in the league where he learned from and he's like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to change who I am. That's just the way I am. That's what made, got me here. So this is how it is. So we look at him now as a dirty player, but again, you transplant him in not even 15 years ago and he's not a dirty player. He's a Ray Lewis. Not that Ray mm-hmm. Lewis did like a lot of dirty stuff, but I mean, Ray Lewis wanted to take your head off. I guarantee Ray yeah. Lewis does that same hit against Jack Doyle. Maybe not the Antonio Brown thing. And I even rewatched that. To me, that's still, it's almost like the Josh Allen thing. Had Antonio Brown not got knocked out from that hit, I don't think we're talking about that hit. It was only the fact it looked so much worse because he actually got knocked out. I actually think the hit he had on Antonio Brown and the after he got a touchdown one a couple years ago was worse than the one over the middle because back in the day, and I know you were taught this, it's just like in basketball. If a receiver is coming over that middle, you were supposed to let them know that you were there. So we turn around now and say, Oh, that's a dirty hit. No, we all grew up. We were told in basketball, if you come in that lane, you were getting an elbow to the chest today. We would be considered dirty players. And that's all I'm saying. Like, you could say he's a dirty player because he got all these fines. Yeah, that's because the NFL has just gone so soft. Like you, we were going to bring up earlier the Clay Matthews BS passing or roughing the passer call. Like mm-hmm. you could say, oh, he just got a roughing the passer call. He always gets flagged. Well, no, it's a stupid call. They're mm-hmm. all getting flagged now. So, yeah, they're racking up all this stuff. I mean, they're getting – they try to find – well, they didn't find, but they gave um, – what's his name? Neil, the guy from – what was it, Atlanta or whatever, that blew out his Achilles and then got mad because he blew his Achilles, obviously, on the field, threw his helmet. They gave him a penalty for that. They gave him a personal foul for taking off his helmet because he just blew his Achilles. So you could look at him and be like, he's a dirty player. He's He didn't get fined. They thought about it, but they, they said they wouldn't fine him. But the fact that he was eligible to be fined for that you could you could bring that up and be like yeah he got he's getting personal fouls all the time it's like yeah today but not in the real nfl back in the day like i don't know i just think dirty is i don't know indomitian sue is dirty that motherfucker's Mm -hmm. stepping on people and throwing quarterbacks down when it's really unnecessary perfect's just a I mean, he's probably got CTE, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, uh, so I'm I don't just, know. I just while you're while you're talking here, I'm just kind of also watching a video of Vontez Perfect dirty plays. Um, just a couple highlights of why he's been fine and stuff. And there's one where he literally 
tries to take out Martellus Bennett's leg. <laughs> that I okay, I, I will give like, you that one. I did like see that, that one. one, and then let's see what other one. Um, and there was like no reason for that, but yeah, Antonio Brown. Yeah. Uh, the Which Antonio again, Brown work across the middle one. That one to me wasn't that bad until he got knocked out. You're, like, you're I, right. Yeah. I'm now had he had he just made he contact with the body rather than the head because Antonio Brown that was kind of his fault too. I will give, I will give you that because Antonio Brown stretched out for it, missed it and then kind of came down and turned right. And as he turned right, there's Burfick's shoulder that he just runs into and just gets spun around and knocked out. Now, had he just went and hit like cuz yeah, like you said, when we're playing football, you're taught if someone's coming across the middle, you let them know that hey, you do not want to be in here with me right now. Um, you put a pretty put your shoulder pads right in their freaking chest, like, and that's where I would have went a little lower. I would have went straight into their body, into their stomach, knocked the wind out of them, and just put them on their ass. And you know, hey, don't get up unless you want to get knocked the f out again. But you know, he went. It, it, he just didn't go low enough, and he just went for his head. It looked like. And almost. let's be honest. After what we know about Antonio Brown now, who knows what the hell he was saying yeah. that whole game. So, I mean, I mean, not that you should let the emotions get, but, I mean, let's be honest. We've heard Antonio Brown, you know, ramble on a microphone. I can't imagine during a game. So, like, can we – that's all I'm saying. Like, I get it. The, the whole uh, Martellus Bennett one, like, I, I don't know what that was all about. That was – awful dirty but i mean there's people that i've seen do that in football games that i know they're not dirty and they just have that those stupid judgment i don't even know you know i play basketball with people that just do stupid you're just like why you know like not that this is really i'm not going to compare this necessarily but being basketball players we know you go up you know on offense you make a really stupid play they pass the ball you know Defense gets the ball, they pass to a guy right next to you, and you just get commit a stupid foul because of frustration. You know, I'm, I'm not saying it's the same thing, but I'm just saying there is – everything gets built up with him because he's been fined so much. But when you go and look at all of them, you're like, okay, that's not that bad. That's not and – then, and then you see the one bad one, you're like, okay, that was bad. But it's like, okay, well, if it wasn't for the rest of them, you wouldn't even be paying attention to them. So that's why I'm – I don't know. I just don't think he's as dirty as people make him. But this whole argument wasn't even to defend perfect. It was just, I think that hit is just as bad. And if he, if it, after he knocked the guy out cold in today's NFL, he watched that again, right when he knocks him out, he was actually going to go stand over Josh Allen. Somebody stopped him. I can't remember who it was. Yeah. He literally took two steps and to Josh Allen. They stopped him and pushed him away. He still celebrated and walked off. But he was about to stand over Josh Allen after hitting him. But yet, perfect has the wrong intent. That's all I'm saying. Like, I just wish people would be, you know, the same. If you're gonna get mad at perfect, you gotta get. You have to get mad at this guy. This guy should get a suspension for knocking the fuck out of a quarterback. And there's no way in hell he mm-hmm. wouldn't if it was Tom Brady. That was my yeah. only issue. Yeah, the perfect thing just some- came later. Yeah, because it, it coincidentally happened right then the same week. But um, yeah. Another thing about Burfick, why I think he's also dirty players. I'm just watching some more plays of him. Uh, when he, they played the Panthers a handful of years back, he tackled Tam Newton, Tam Newton, Cam Newton, and uh, Greg Olson, and twisted their ankles as he's rolling around, like doing the gator roll on their ankle, like definitely trying to put them in some pain and discomfort. Um, so I think that's extremely dirty when you're literally trying to hurt a player after they've been 
you know, down. And then there's a couple other in here that I guess they call dirty. He flattens a Kansas City uh, running back when he came out of the backfield. But if he's within five yards, light him up. I don't care about that play. I don't think that's yeah. a dirty play. Um, a lot of those dirty plays that I was watching the same clips, and a lot of them were like blind sides, which, again, like that's what you were taught growing up. He, he's an older cat, too, by oh, the yeah. way. People, yeah, he's like, uh, I want to say he's mid 30s. Yeah. Something like that. So, I mean, he, you know, he grew up in that older era. I know that you should adjust the game, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, he said he wouldn't, but people keep, you know, keep hiring him. So, I mean, is it his fault? You know? Yeah. And I think that's, that's all I'm saying. If, and that was my whole purpose of this entire thing was posting that about the Patriots. If you're going to suspend perfect, ironically, my whole thing wasn't to defend perfect. It was to say, if you're going to suspend perfect, then just, I'm not saying do it for the season, obviously, but if you're going to suspend perfect, then that was definitely warranted by the Patriots Mm -hmm. as a, for a suspension on top of a fine. Right. But whatever. What do I yeah, know? I don't know. We don't, we don't make that, them kind of calls, you know? <laughs> okay. Well, let's get off that topic. Let's do a quick preview of uh, just basically all I want to do is kind of predict who's going to win each game. So we'll just run down the list and call our winner and kind of give a quick reason why we think they're going to win if we have one at all. Um, but uh, so the first game on the list here is the uh, Cardinals, uh, the Arizona Cardinals at the Cincinnati Bengals. Who you got? Both teams, by the way, are winless. 0-3-1, Cardinals at Bengals? Yeah. I'm going to go Cardinals. Really? I'm going to take the Bengals just because I think they finally get their shit together. And I both have their – I have Tyler uh, – their, their uh, fantasy. I have two guys on my fantasy team. I have Mixon and uh, Tyler. I can't remember. I can't even believe I can't remember his last name. But Eifert? No, uh, they're wide receiver. can't remember his freaking name, though. But – uh. Yeah, I got I got two of their guys on my fantasy team, and they've been kind of eh for me. But I think they finally get their stuff together this 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 game. So I'm gonna take the Bengals. But uh, all right, next game: Bills and Titans. Well, <laughs> I think I can comfortably say, for once, Titans. Yeah, I'll take the Titans as well. I I mean the Bills do come in with a better record, but I just think the Titans are gonna finally you know they're not finally, but I mean they're gonna. They're a tough team, and I think at home they're pretty tough as well. So I think they'll be they'll be fine. <clears throat> Bears at Raiders. Um, ooh, that's a that that's a good one in the fact that it could go one of two ways. The Bears could put up a good big old goose egg, or no, nah, I'm I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go Bears. I think I think uh, Khalil Mack just has. An incredible, you know, three, two and a half, three sack, maybe a strip fumble game or something. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I'll take the Bears as well, just because um, their defense is good, and I think the Oakland Raiders' offense has been doing pretty well this year. But I think they're very susceptible to falling apart. You know, like yeah. Derek Carr cannot. He's a definitely hundred percent a middle tier quarterback. He. He's he's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna go win you a bunch of games. So I think the Bears can absolutely destroy him. And with that defense they have, I think they can. They have a very good chance of doing that this week. Um, Bucks at Saints. God bless. After what the Bucks just did, mm-hmm. it's like what? Who's gonna show up? But I, I'm gonna say that the Bucks do not put 
two back to back games together. Yeah, I just don't, I don't believe in them. Yeah, so I'm gonna go see. Yeah, again, I agree with you. It's in the dome. Um, and yes, they're Drew, they don't have Drew Brees, but uh, Bridgewater, I think, is good enough to get the job done. They still have Alvin Kamara, they still have their good wide receivers, uh, good tight end. So, I, I think they do get the job By done. By the way, throw it to Michael Thomas, please. He's on my fantasy team. <laughs> You're really killing me, Eddie. I like you, but come on, yeah, give him a yeah. bone. And then, dude. uh, Jameis Winston's not gonna have two solid games in a row, so there's no way. Um, or three, I guess, because he had a good game the week before, too, but. Take the Saints defense is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would, I could agree with that. Vikings at Giants. Oh, wow. That's a tough one. At Giants, though. I'm going to have to go, I'm going to have to go Giants. I do. I was about to say the same thing. I keep agreeing with you. I'm trying not to, but (laughs) I'm, I'm going to, I'm taking the Giants as well. I just, I think the Vikings are just absolutely falling apart right now. They're in shambles. And I just, I don't see them getting it. I mean, yeah, the Giants aren't that good either, but Chase Daniel is doing fairly well. I mean, he, that is his name, right? Chase Daniel. Is it Chase Daniel? Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones that's what it is. Daniel Jones. He's yeah. he's he's better than, like you said, he's been pretty good, and he's better than I thought he would be. I mean, I didn't know how good he would be just because I never really heard much of him. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 I got to take the Giants at Old home. Duke. So, um, Jets at Eagles. I hate the Eagles, um, but Sam Darnold's if he's still he's out about to die. Yeah, he's out. Pneumonia. Um, yeah, I'll go with the Eagles. Well, now it's some sort of appendix appendix infection or something like that. But yep, I'll, and I don't buy into Adam Gase. I'm just gonna. Say I don't like that. Adam Gase either. Nope, don't like him. Yeah, I'll take the Eagles as well. Um, Ravens at Steelers. Oh man. I hate the Ravens too. Uh, oh, Lamar! I think they destroyed the Steelers, especially after getting beat last mm-hmm. week. I, I, I'm gonna go against the grain here. I'm gonna take the Steelers just because I like Mason Rudolph. They're at home. They're uh, and I think the Ravens defense this year is not what it was last year. So I like the I like Mason Rudolph to have a breakout game right here and it to be kind of a shootout. And I think it'll be a high scoring game. It'll be like a 30s. Both teams will be in the upper 20s, low 30s. So uh, I like the I like the Steelers. I'll take them, um, and then Patriots at Redskins. I'm, I probably won't even ask you that just because it's stupid. Um, Jaguars at Panthers. This is another really good game. Yeah, that could be, especially the quarterback situations on both teams. I think actually the boy. I don't want to say I've actually been a Cam Newton guy this whole time. I I, I really like him. I like the way he plays. Uh, by the way, that's another issue i just saw where i guess he came out saying that he's actually on a, like a vegan diet and he thinks it's hurting his recovery time which that's a crazy didn't even tell me he was hurt but he's been anyway um but josh uh josh out kyle out um yeah looking good mccaffrey uh boy yeah just because again i despise anybody in our division uh I, I, you know what? i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna go panthers yeah, uh, I will actually um, – I'm probably going to take – man, this is kind of tough, but I'm going to take Gardner Minshew on the road, man. Uh, he just went to Denver and had a pretty nice game-winning drive for a field goal um, in Denver, which is a very tough place to play. I don't care what how bad the team is. It's a tough place to play. So uh, the Panthers, I, I just don't know if I can trust them yet. Yeah, they're 2-2, two and two, but I – <clears throat> just like the Jacks, yeah. but I just don't know if I can trust them. 
because they just, I don't know. I, I, I just not a huge fan of the Panthers. So I'm going to take the Jags. Um, and then Falcons at Texans. God bless. You know, you figure one of these weeks, the Falcons are just going to get their crap together, but I don't think it happens this week, especially at the Texans. I'm going to go Texans. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the Texans as well. The Texans are a tough team. They're at home. And like you said, the Falcons have been struggling, so I'm going to take the Texans as well. Broncos at Chargers. God bless the Broncos. You know, their defense came on last week. Um, But the Chargers are my, I wouldn't call them an underdog or anything, but my dark horse. I don't even know if they're considered that, but I think they got a good chance to do something this year. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go Chargers. Uh, Yeah, I can, uh, I can get down on that. I, I think the Chargers is, the Chargers are a pretty solid team. They always have been. They just, for whatever reason, can't get it together at the end of the season or in the playoffs. So, but I do like the Chargers in that game. Um, Packers at Cowboys. <laughs> oh, shout out to my uh, my boss, old Washington. Uh, he's them. He's with them girls. I think is how they say it. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go Packers all day. I I will never ever ever trust Dallas to do anything with Jason Garrett as a head coach. Same. So I'm gonna go Packers. Same. 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 Uh, I will take the <clears throat> Packers on the road. A lot of mainly because I want them to win on the road against the Cowboys because I despise the Cowboys. Mainly, I despise the fan base of the Cowboys. But um, I just i I don't know. I like Dak Prescott, but he's not that I good. He's just not. He he. I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's a Super Bowl quarterback. I I don't see it. Um, and then I don't really care for Zeke Elliott too much. He's good, yes, but I think he's only as good as his line is. And then, yes, Jason Garrett. I hate Jerry Jones. I think Jason Garrett is just basically the stepchild of Jerry Jones. That's why he's his coach. So I, I don't, I don't know. I just don't, I don't like the Cowboys, and I think the Packers go in there and spank them. Uh, Colts at Chiefs. Oh man, um, I think had the Lions not did to what the Chief, what they did to the Chiefs last week, I think that you guys have a better shot. I don't think this is going to be like a. I think people are not going to give you guys credit at all, and I think it's going to be a little bit closer of a game than people are going to think that it's going to be. Because I think – so here's my – I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if I'm going to say it's an upset, but I think y'all are going to play them very close. I think you guys are going to slow the game down. You guys are going to grind it out. You know, probably have, you know, closer to like what, like – I'd say – Probably close to like sixty percent time of possession, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to lose by like maybe ten. I think so. I'm going to go Kansas City, but I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah. Um. I'm. I mean, I want to take. I am going to go ahead and take Kansas City as well, just because I want to take my Colts because I want them to do well. And if they win, I'm not going to be. I'm going to be extremely ecstatic <clears throat> because it's a good Chiefs team, obviously. Um. And yes, the Lions proved that they are susceptible and they can be beaten. Um. Even though they didn't finish the job last week, they they still are they were on the brink. Um, the Colts defense has gotten better, but I don't know. We don't have Malik Hooker. I think he's still out. I'm not for sure if uh, Darius Leonard's coming back or not. 
I think T.Y. Hilton might still be out if he's not, you know, because that's the, I think that's the main reason we the Colts lost last week is because we were missing a lot of key people, a lot of key people. So <clears throat> if we still don't have all three of those guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna say we're gonna get smoked. But uh, I think we can keep it close. You're right, um, but it's gonna be <clears throat> I think it's gonna be a little bit better than the uh, what was it the uh, AFC divisional game last year when we played them in Kansas city and got rocked pretty good. Um, so the only thing that scares me about me saying it'll be close is it's hard for a team like that to get, you know, um, how do I want to say that for the lions to keep them, their score down. Golly, I can't even think of the word right now, but, Lions keep them in check last week. I just it's hard for them to do that twice in a row. So that's the only thing that worries you that worries me for you guys is you know their offense is gonna come back at some point. Hopefully it's not against you guys. I just I think that you guys are gonna find some success in the run game. And I think Jacoby is a good quarterback who doesn't get any credit. Um, I do too. I, I completely agree. I like Jacoby. Yeah. I was nervous when we came to the season, but he's Prove me. I mean, I don't think he's going to go out there and get you 350 yards, four touchdowns, three touchdowns. I think his best game that he's going to give us is 300 yards, three touchdowns. I think that's pretty much the best game. He's more of a 180, 190, two touchdowns kind of guy. That's that's usually, I think, the game you're going to get from Jacoby. Uh, but you don't really need him to do that much if we have the rushing attack that we do have. Like we have Marlon Mack, who's a very good rusher. Then we have Naeem Hines, who can catch out of backfield and do a lot of that work for Jacoby, slash he can also rush. You know, if he gets around the edge, Naheem Hines is gone. Dude's fast. So um, we have a very, very nicely balanced attack, uh, and, I, and I like it. And I think Jacoby, he's he's a damn good quarterback, and I like him. Um, now, just grinder. Yeah, man. exactly. Grind. exactly. And he's, he's, he's smart. He's actually pretty smart as far as, like, play calling or, you know, game managing, so to speak. So – um, I do like him a lot as well. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think he's yeah, like going to take anywhere it, farther than a, a, a playoff berth, though. If it wasn't for that Lions game last week, I, I, I kind of would pick you guys. I just, I don't see that offense being contained for two weeks in a row. So mm-hmm. you guys are going to have to, I think, match them in scoring unless that run game gets going because people want to, People want to give Kansas City the ring right now for whatever reason, but they ain't got no lick of defense. So if you can just grind it out, the best way to stop a good offense is to just slow the game down. So and you yep. guys got a good running game. Yep. So yep, and that so we have all the ingredients to do it. We just got to do it. Like I said, if our defense can step up, if we get those two guys back, Hooker and uh, Leonard back, <laughs> excuse me, Leonard back, we'll be good. But I don't think we're gonna get them back. I don't know if they're out. They've been ruled out or not. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that that <clears throat> actually was that the Monday night game. I think that was. Oh no, the Monday night game is the Browns at the Forty ers Yeah. So we were talking about this the other day. The Browns have already had two Monday night games, right? Uh, I think they had a Thursday night game a little while back. I thought they had a Monday. Actually, no. I think you're right. Maybe. I think you're right. They played the the or the Jets. That was a week. The first week yeah. he was out. Good uh, Darnold was out with Milano. Yeah. How the hell do they get two Monday night games and we can't get it? Anyway, uh, I'm going to go 49er. Well, no, no, no. Actually, I'm going to go Browns. I think Browns are getting their crap together. 
think yeah. people are riding. The yeah, I, I would agree with you. However, it's in in San Francisco, so I'm going to go ahead and take the 49ers. They're uh, they're they are three zero, so uh, I think they they got some some decent stuff going on right now. Um, but I think it's going to come down to their defense because their offense is going to be, you know, so so. It's been pretty good. They got a good. They have a really good rushing attack, but that's about all they have. Um, I don't. I don't. I. I would never. I don't think I can ever rely on Jimmy Garoppolo. So, um, but I. But I think they are playing good football right now. And the Browns, I feel like this can be a prime time game where they just absolutely fall apart. So, um, I. You know, I, I hope at least Jarvis Landry does well because he's on my fantasy team. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and go 49ers winning that one. You might. You might want to check on that, didn't he? I know he's quite. Uh, he got cleared. He got. He's cleared. Okay, so he's good to go, as far as I know. Anyways, who you got? You said the Niners. Yeah, I'll take the Niners. So, okay, be a good game. yeah, I think it will be actually a pretty decent game, better than the other Monday night game with them. So, that's for sure. Yeah, but uh, all right. Well, I think that about wraps it up. I don't know unless you got something else you're you're dying to talk about. No, uh, go Titans. Tighten up, man. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, You know, subscribe to us, please. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, Like and share our stuff and uh, we'll see you next time.